And we are now at our weekly discussion segment, Radio Salon. Uh, joining us here in the studio, as always, uh, first, independent legal researcher with Lockhart LSE, Professor Chung Huang. Good morning to you. Morning, Henry. Also joining us from the Yonsei Institute for North Korean Studies, Dr. Pong Young-sik. Dr. Pong, good morning. Good morning. We are going to be talking about the PPP, Kungminahim, People's Power Party. Uh, it doesn't roll off the tongue very smoothly, but it is a uh, name change, and it is, a, uh, I guess, a branding uh, change effort. Uh, I know that uh, this is going to be um, an interesting discussion in the sense that there is now going to be a question of what this party stands for. Uh, the uh, interim chief, Kim Jong-in, said last Thursday that the People Party, People's Power Party will uh, do its best to assume the responsibility granted by the people and history. Um, sometimes, Dr. Bong, you come up with um, very unexpected responses to things. Sometimes, yeah, who cares about this? It's no big deal. Um, what is your thoughts on the Kungminahim rebranding effort? Well, initially, um, I thought that the name represents a new kind of health, health drink, you know, power drink. <laughs> and yeah. PPP um, uh, is a purchasing power parity, right? That's right. right. So yeah. it uh, really hang uh, easily on my ears. At okay. least I remember the name, right? PPP. Right. right. right? Um, I think Mr. Kim Jong-un has been doing a great job. Um, steady, slow, but... without making big mistakes mm. and just waiting for the ruling party and the blue house to continue to make stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. So if you see recent polls uh, of the other South Korean public, then the popularity of the President Moon Jae-in and the ruling party uh, you know, have not been doing so well. And it seems like uh, Kim Jong-un leadership knows uh, when to wait. Mm. Um, it's uh, just uh, cashing in from the mistakes right. made by the ruling party who occupies two-thirds of the seats at the National Assembly. Mm-hmm. So um, if bad things happen in politics or uh, national economy, then it is a responsibility uh, for the ruling party, right? Because yeah. uh, the uh, conservative party, PPP now, um, can just exempt itself from, you know, being criticized for sharing responsibility. So you feel that's a winning strategy, just to wait for the um, ruling party and the government to make mistakes? And showing, basically, um, uh, Kim Jong-un's PPP is copying the same political strategy that has been employed by the ruling party, meaning that you just uh, uh, enlarge the circle of supporters and sympathizers by projecting very pragmatic and open image. Caring for people's voice, you know, Kungminahim. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it mean? It may mean anything and everything that may help the party to uh, win the power in the name of people's yeah. desires and wishes, right? That's a, a borderline populism in the name of pragmatism. Yeah. So conservative values and principles are greatly compromised. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so then... The, the branding change, and I think uh, Dr. Bong laid out uh, some of the uh, aspects as to why they feel that this, this could be a path to victory. Professor Huang, uh, the, the issue, though, is I, I'm so confused now because 
I, I, you know, it just felt like a few years ago we were talking about Hanna라당, right? The Grand National Party. That's right. They've gone through uh, four different name changes uh, to Senuri to the. I forgot what that was called in English. And then the Bide Tongapdang, and now the. the Just the to have a party. bottle of PPP and get over the hangover. Right, name. okay. So I, it's a little bit jarring, I think, and, and it, it kind of belies a bit of instability on the um, conservative side, no? Yeah, I mean, just for the record, the most recent uh, name, the Mire Tongapdang or Unified Future Party, that name lasted only seven months. So, you know, right. you basically have to update your you know, contact list quite frequently if you have a lot of people, you know, friends at the, uh, the now PPP. So, yeah, it, it is a little bit jarring. And, you know, uh, speaking of, you know, strategy of kind of, you know, patiently waiting out the Moon administration, I mean, is there anything else that they can do? I mean, you know, as Dr. Bong mentioned, you know, the, the ruling party does control the, uh, you know, 60% of the votes in the National Assembly. So, you know, only thing they can do is sort of, you know, try to uh, raise as many reasonable objections as, as they can uh, and, you know, sort of hope okay. that, you know, people will notice. Otherwise, in terms of actual policymaking power, I mean, you know, they have you know, no, uh, real route to, you know, block anything or propose anything without the ruling party's help. So, I mean, they're, they're basically doing the only thing they can do. Um, they could try to provide a vision, a, a competing or alternate vision for the country, which I have not seen yet, but maybe um, is forthcoming, right, from from the, the Kim Jong-un side. That, that's the one thing. I, I do understand that if, if, if you only have one third of the seats and you have none, none of the levers of power, you can't do anything except for maybe use the conservative media as a bit of an outlook and kind of poke at different little uh, mini scandals here and there uh, and talk about policy. But it does not seem like you, you see a competing vision that people can debate and, and talk about because on the one hand, you have more of the debate going on on the ruling party side, like let's say Lee Jae-myung and Lee nak talking about universal basic in- income versus means tested. It seems like the dy- dy- dynamism of the debates are going on there, whereas do, do you, would you agree that they don't have a competing vision yet? Well, I mean, they're trying to uh, insert their voice. For example, you know, the, you know, they c- c- came out and, you know, weirdly enough, the Minister of Finance kind of sides with the the, uh, the the opposition party. You know, they they really are opposed to sort of you know doing the supplemental bu- budget, uh, which is will, will be entirely debt financed. So you know, because of that, the ruling party has decided to you know kind of uh, go go back on their original proposal and uh, you know kind of reduce the amount of stimulus package being uh, proposed. So, you know, they're sort of trying to present present themselves as a fiscally conservative uh, vision. But you're absolutely right. I don't think they really have an overreaching vision that will completely uh, kind of remake their image in the eyes of the people yet. Are they a conservative party? You ask me? Yeah. It's not the time for Kim Jong-un's PPP to think about providing an alternative vision. Because, as I said, this is the time for the opposition party to cash in from you know, a lot of mistakes and wrongdoings by the opposition party members and the Blue House. Because Moon Jae-in uh, government and the ruling party seems to be uh, Park Geun-hye administration 2.0, redux. You know, uh, they used to criticize before the 2000 you know, previous presidential election that election of Park Geun-hye as the new president will be like Imyeongbak Redux, right? Toro Imyeongbakne was the one of the campaign slogans yeah. to attack presidential candidate from the Conservative Party, Baram Bakne. But uh, because of a slew of scandals and mistakes committed by ruling party, 
now the absolute majority party in the National Assembly and the Blue House, uh, such as, just, I'm dropping names. Sure. You think about it. Uh, Yun Mi-hyang, Ogodon, Park Won-sun, Chumye and her son in the military, Cho Guk, playing the fifth, refuse, refusing to testify against his wife in the name of criminal law code 148. This is very reminiscent of the behavior of the members of the Park Geun-hye administration, hiding behind legal technicality. They defended President Park Geun-hye when Seol-ho incident happened that technically the president was in the Blue House. Technically speaking, President Park Geun-hye was well aware of and hands-on the situation. Although it is very unfortunate that the government failed to save more than 300 previous precious lives. I mean, why do you engage in the same behavior of the previous I, administration? I, I, I disagree right. so, with so, the equivalency the, of the Sewolo very bo- tragedy. No, no, no. And, bottom, line, um, bottom line is that Kim, Jong, Kim Jong-un leadership being... doesn't have to provide an alternative vision yet. Okay. They will follow, but this time right. you can make more uh, money out of investing in highlighting, just waiting quietly that the ruling party is no better. I understand that point. I, I just feel like Sewol Ferry and something about like a uh, president. It's uh, a total certificate or not the, uh, same thing. Okay. Well, I think that's a bit of a historical revisionism, right? I mean, to say that President Park Geun-hye was on top of a situation in Seoul, I mean, I vividly remember she appearing on a press conference on that I afternoon. Don't, I don't buy in her explanation. That was pathetic. No, I mean, she, she literally said, you know, why couldn't you save these children if they all have, you know, safety vests on? I mean, clearly so you she, agree with that. That was mishandled. It's just... I mean, she had no idea what was going on. Far worse than mishandling. Right, right. So... <laughs> Okay, I mean, we're, we, let's not litigate the aspects uh, of... No, no, my piece of, of advice to Moon, President Moon Jae-in and the ruling party is that you do not want to see in the same way as the uh, Park Geun-hye administration. Let me cite what President Obama criticized about his opponent in the second-term presidential election, Mitt Romney. Gover- Gover- Governor Romney does not have a five-point plan. He has a one-point plan, and that plan is to make sure that Folks like him at the top of the system play by a different set of rules. Right. What's what's the controversy there? Well, if you play the politics by the same set of rules, then why? It has been so slow in investigating the cases of Ogodon, Park Won-sun, Yun Mi-hyang, and others. Right. Especially after the reshuffling of the prosecutor's office. What I'm saying is that the ruling party promised big future. Yeah, it seems like the ruling party, yeah, man, has promised something more than it can chew, it can provide. So we have all of those controversies uh, being uh, drummed up, uh, uh, you know, in regards to all those public figures, and certainly uh, they will have to uh, face some legal recourse in that, and it will move through uh, depending on what the prosecution does, and obviously prosecution, prosecutorial reform is going to be a factor in all of that. But uh, uh, as the court of law, they will have their day in court, and it, it will be determined guilt or innocence. Back to the idea of Kumminahim, though, and, and what they are going to stand for. And as um, Dr. Bong is saying is, it does seem like, let's just wait, let's see the weight of these scandals and see if that's going to topple the government as it stands right now. Um, the, the, 
there's ups and downs, but the president still, uh, remarkably for a uh, twilight of a presidential term, is maintaining a fairly concrete kind of floor of support. And the ruling party, again, is maintaining a sort of a double-digit advantage over the uh, opposition party as it stands, despite uh, all these setbacks that we're seeing going on. That was the question then is, is is the recent rise in the main opposition's popularity, whether it is Kungminahim uh, now or whether it was the UFP before, because of their merit or what they are doing right, or is it matter of just people being disgruntled and not having any other alternative? Well, um, the recent you know rise and fall, and I guess rise again of the. Uh uh, the, the opposition party PPP's you know, approval rating has large to do with one, the COVID-19, and two, how it deals with the far right elements of its support base, right? I mean, it's still really a steep rise, uh, you know, basically thanks to, you know, the, the Moon administration looking like it's not really handling the real estate issues very well in the beginning of August. But that issue basically got swallowed up by, you know, the so-called Kategaki rallies and, you know, kind of this COVID-19 uh, spikes, you know, largely sort of, you know, taking place in the context of those rallies as well as, you know, far-right uh, affiliated churches. And, you know, I think the PPP now has the immediate uh, the, the task of, you know, rather than sort, sort of trying to drum up all, all these outstanding, you know, scandals, now these far-right uh, groups are now planning on another rally in the beginning of yeah. October. And they haven't quite come out and said, how are we going to do this? Are we going to divorce ourselves you know, publicly? I and mean, a few lawmakers in their party have, have done so, but not, not as a party as a whole. You know, they, you know, they still want to have the cake and eat it too, you know, hold on to the far right elements. But, you know, everybody is holding their breath with COVID-19, but these, you know, kind of clueless far right people are so saying that we're going to have exact same rallies in the, in the beginning of October. You're talking I mean, about National Foundation, uh, Kechanjo, right? Exactly, yeah. yes. And, you know, that's probably not the best idea in this context. You mentioned how this uh, current Kungminahim. Uh, PPP. Right? Okay, you like PPP. I haven't decided which one I, I, I want to refer them to as Triple P or Kungminahim or. Three P's. Yeah, yeah. This party, though, you said wants to um, appeal to a broad base, doing what the other party, like Big Tent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want moderates. Right. We want right. young people who feel disappointed with real estate. We want everybody to come. Can you keep that base with this Taegeuki crowd, this Jeonggwanghun, this Harangjeol, this Paksamo crowd? Because they tried that in the April election. That's what Hong Gyeon wanted, right? He wanted he wanted to keep Jeonggwanghun and the extreme right, but he also tried to appeal. It didn't seem like that formula worked. They're going to have to throw, throw one side away, wouldn't you think? Or do you think they can still try to encompass all of this? We'll see. The moment of truth is coming. I agree with Professor Huang that uh, what we are going to see on October 3rd, and the response by this newly named PPP, okay. <laughs> whether they're going to divorce uh, from these uh, ultra-right um, interest groups or they're going to try to keep the same strategy, you know, having a cake and eat it too. This will be the deciding point for the PPP to determine its uh, appeal to larger circle of voters. If they maintain the same line, try to you know, maintain their ties with these ultra-right groups, then I don't see PPP uh, will have a bright, brighter future uh, to win the ne- next presidential election or national election because um, name change will be proven nothing. Is, is the theory that um, Taegeuki will support them no matter what 
uh, valid, or do you think there is a vacuum then now on the right where uh, a more Hwang Kyo-an-ish type of figure could seize that opportunity and and kind of uh, kind of suck up that support on that right 20%? That that seems like there's an opportunity there. Should PPP, uh, as Dr. Bong wants to call them, uh, seem to be heading towards the middle and wanting to kind of compete for those votes with, with uh, the ruling DP? And it's precisely that fear that's keeping the you know most of the uh, lawmakers kind of you know, on the uh, PPP kind of silent about these you know far right uh, figures and conspiracy theories. But you know just uh, sort of as a larger picture, I think for the sake of health of you know Korean uh, South Korean politics, I hope you know sort of the dynamic changes so that it's the PPP sort of reigns in this far right elements rather than being influenced by that. You know, this, you know, far right, you know, rallies. Now, if you, especially after the Gwangbokju rallies, you know, you've, you've seen what kind of conspiracy theories and, you know, fear mongering that these figures engage in. I mean, will PPP continue to be influenced by those conspiracy theories or will they try to, you know, kind of educate them and sort of saying that kind of trying to rein them in? And, and I hope that, you know, the, the past they, they choose you prefer the divorce rather than well if, if not divorce you know some level of control over this conspiracy yeah. and fear mongering for just for the sake of health of South, right. South right. Korean politics actually the name PPP People's Power Party is for the ruling party Democratic Party because um, uh, Moon Jae-in government uh, began its tenure with the promise that they're going to uh, regard people's power at the center of governance Right, the disappointment about the uh, president and the ruling party stems from people's perception that they have failed to satisfy the high expectation, full respect, and faithful commitment to realization of people's power in daily politics. It seems like power elites in this government seems to uh, play by a different set of rules. Without respecting people's power, right? Yeah. So, so if Conservative Party fails to respect people's power despite its name, then it does not have any future. You, you bring up a good point. In the, I, I'm not sure how many people because we still see again. What you're saying is not reflective in public polling, which still shows uh, support for the government. At least the president is still in the mid to high 40s, and for the ruling parties to still be in the low 40s, and that's health study. But your point about people's power, I think, is a very interesting kind of thing because we're let's talk about the Korean context of. Party naming, because traditionally, at least in modern Korea, we we see this. Um, let's call the ruling party kind of they're more of a center, center, center left party, right? Uh, and the names associated with them often deal with something with democracy, because it's been uh, the backbone of this party is the democracy activists, right? So it's Minju, whatever name they have, they have some kind of idea with Minju being part of it. With the progressive parties, you have like. You have terms like jinbo, right, for the, for the more left wing parties, and then for the conservative parties, it's generally um, the terms would be liberty or freedom, right? Chayu, uh, those kind of mixtures put in. Kungmin seems to kind of connote something very different for for this traditional um, Kyungsung based uh, military dictatorship origined conservative party, where it does seem to try to usurp what this Anchosu movement has tried to do, which is the centrist, um, you know, with Kungmin being the the uh, kind of the phrase that they want to connote to the people. So 
the, then the question is, are they going to try to gobble up or at least align with this Anchosu faction of the party or of the politics that uh, that is how they're going to broaden their coalition? Right. I mean, I think that's one of the expected uh, uh, benefits uh, uh, for the opposition party to uh, get from this name changing. But again, the conservative party uh, has chosen a new name. which does not contain words like conservative, republic, democratic, or whatnot. Uh, In the name of people's power, people's uh, wishes, then the conservative party now has a wide range of uh, autonomy. Right? Mm -hmm. It it can attain higher level of uh, flexibility Mm -hmm. in dealing with the political agendas. Look at Kim Jong-in. He has been around so many different political parties, representing different political values and orientations. So this may be a good thing for the future of the conservative political elites and parties in South Korean politics, or this is uh, bad news because now the conservative party ends up being just uh, an open, pragmatic, even populist party. for the sake of winning elections. Well, that's interesting. Um, Final thoughts from you then, because um, you would still want some entity to advocate for conservative values. That's what a healthy democracy is. I mean, there is a sense that you need to have that give and take to to find some kind of balance and not have one thing go on. Kim Jong-un, no matter how headstrong he is, even he is not immune to having to feel some influence from that still very much influential voting bloc. That's right. And I'm sure that in many many, local districts, lawmakers actually have many of those same people kind of as their most avid supporters. So they probably are going to be very careful about their future steps. We only about 20 seconds. Right. Um, I I just uh, asked the other listeners to think of two political leaders, Donald Trump and Lee Jae-myung. The popularity and support they enjoy comes from the perception that these are the leaders who get things done. Right. No political values, principles, you know, ideologies. Well, uh, it's it's an interesting discussion uh, for sure. And uh, Dr. Bong is advocating for PPP. I'm still uh, deciding on Kung Minahim or something else, but we'll, we'll decide. Thank you both for joining us. As always, that's going to do it for us today as well. Uh, coming up next, we have Life Abroad hosted by Na Seng Yun. Stay tuned for that. We'll be back tomorrow for yet another edition of This Morning at 7 a.m. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.